0: Welcome to Let's Talk About Thrones. We are back with our, what do you call this, post facto spoiler cast? Yeah, this is a spoiler cast if you've never watched the show before. And that's me, Richard Gunther. I have never seen Game of Thrones before. Just keeping up with the episodes as we talk about them. In this episode of our show, we are going to talk about episodes 507, 507. The Gift and 508 Hard Home. And I am joined as always by my Thrones aficionados, Jenny Josephson. Hi. (laughs) She's Jenny. (laughs) Hi. And Anthony Lemos.
1: Hey, uh, I am okay. So you cut me off before the show, so I'm going to say it now because it's during the show. I told you that eventually we were going to hit a point where all the dull stuff was over and it was just story, 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 story. We have hit that point and it is now time for the big show. Now we're doing the ramp up for season eight. It is amazing and I'm I'm so happy we trudged through season three and half of season four to get towards the end of season five where the real story begins.
0: Yeah, all, all I the, would agree with that. All the prelude is done. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right, so let's dive in. Let, let's get into it now. Our first scene in Five Hundred Seven is John and Tormund, but we're going to save that storyline. We're not going to go there. Hmm. Let's let's get everything else because we'll wrap with John and Tormund. So let's start with how about Sam? Sam. Huh. And Gilly are visiting Miss Master Amon, Maester Amon. I always get that wrong. Yeah, everybody. Does. Who is literally on his deathbed? Mm-hmm. And he's—is he calling for his son? Is that who he's calling out to? It, he seems like he's calling someone's name.
1: Um, he's calling—I believe it's Egg, which is his shortened term for Aegon, which I believe is his brother. His
0: brother, okay because yeah. right.
1: he's, he's regaling uh, uh, the, the fun times he had as a ch- child running through the the you know the backwoods or whatever and and I think he's calling t- out towards the, to his brother
0: and so Sam is there to comfort him, stays with him, and is pretty much there through the last moments, and ultimately we see a funeral. For someone who died naturally you know, are 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 you, are you are you okay with this <laughs> but like how weird is that on this show
1: yeah, No. by all accounts Master, a- Master Amon was uh over well over a hundred years old, um so even his natural death didn't come at a natural time but it's it's refreshing to see a normal non uh, murderous death in this show. I will give you that.
2: And also, he was just a very good guy, you know.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, of course, that means one less very good guy around <laughs> to potentially help John and Sam mm. in their good guyness.
2: <laughs> the good right? guy minority, the minority of good guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and and it doesn't take
0: long. Basically, uh, at this point. John is not there. We'll get into that. We knew that John was going to go off and, and uh, try and get some support north of the wall. Mm -hmm. So with him gone, some of the men take advantage of that situation and are being harassed, are harassing Gilly Mm -hmm. and Sam finds them. Sam steps in he gets beaten bad, yep. but is not going to let them give shit to Gilly. And he gets up. He says he is not going to put up with this. And thankfully, they are rescued by, in my notes, I said, a very CG ghost <laughs> who comes in to their aid. Like this is, I think, in it, this really frustrated me because... This struck me as the worst that Ghost ever looked. Mm.
1: This is, I think, the first time you see Ghost in his full size as well, where he's not just you know a big dog. He's actually he he would tower over Tyrion, for example, like he's a very large right. wolf. Um, and you're right this this scene, if I remember correctly, is the one where I was like, "Ah, oh, man, they could have totally spent a little more budget on that." But they they already spent their budget on the dragons, you know, there's a lot of there's been a lot of dragon effects and things like that in this season. And that's kind of where the budget had to go. So this is I don't want to say they they picked up the slack, but I mean, you know,
0: you had to have some cheap scenes to pay for the more expensive scenes that we'll be talking about later. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And yeah, especially towards the end. Yeah.
0: And Gilly's very appreciative, um, <laughs> quite appreciative um, and yeah comes to his aid he he needs some assistance she she helps clean him up and basically they end up doing it
2: <gasps>
1: I uh, know another shocker for the show an actual relationship that has developed over time
2: and doesn't involve non-consensual relations to start
0: or or incest (laughs) or incest or (laughs) creepy age differences or i mean just what just go down the list right
1: yep so so that's two things that have happened naturally and and uh appropriately on this show And the first episode we're covering tonight this is going to be great
2: (laughs) i bet it'll continue like this all episode
0: long (laughs) oh right exactly Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. Um yeah, probably not. <laughs> we do see Sam and Gilly a little bit later, but it, it I don't feel like anything significant transpires. Uh Gilly is talking with Sam and they're just uh kind of, I'm I'm assuming it's the next morning. Mm. Again, she's kind of tending to his wounds. And Ollie walks in. And Ollie's bringing Sam food. Mm-hmm. And Ollie wants to know, what the hell is John up to with these damn wildlings that killed everyone in my village? <sighs> yeah, Ollie. Oh, Ollie. Uh, he gets- I, I, I want to believe he, he's not going to be a problem. He I really okay. want to believe he's not gonna be a problem.
2: He, Let he, me get a copy of the X Files for you because he, it uh <laughs> I want to believe it's appropriate. Yeah. Uh yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I think uh Ollie's uh, innocence and um uh des- your desperate hope for him to be one of the you know, for this to be innocuous is probably more tangible um in resolve than the X Files aliens.
0: Hmm. You will definitely yeah. okay. get an answer. <laughs> I did see aliens in the X Files. I mean, yeah. for what it's worth. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Like eventually, geez. Yeah, <laughs> you had to go
1: pay for the movie tickets, you know, <laughs> and wait ten years.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. So you won't. You won't have to wait ten years for this to resolve. <laughs> I
0: promise you that. <laughs> that pretty much. Wraps up life at Castle Black Unless right. I'm missing anything
1: No, Stannis is gone with all all of his cohorts And uh, John's gone And that's about it,
0: yeah Yeah, so let's briefly talk about Stannis Why you brought him up Dumb, 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 dumb Stannis So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to assume that
1: Stannis has Three thumbs down at this point, right?
2: Like, yeah uh. And if only I had more thumbs <laughs> I'm going to need them
0: yeah. Oh man. So you know he is being obstinate, and Davos is trying to warn him. Look, we can't do this. We are in dire straits. But Alessandra, Alessandra is just egging him on. He's like, no, no, no. You have to do this. There is one way. Mm-hmm. That, that way somehow involves his daughter. Mm-hmm. No.
1: We told you back when we first learned about Stannis and Davos that at no point should you ever go against Davos's wisdom. Mm, yeah, you, you remember that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I, 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 I still believe that's good advice. Oh, it is.
1: It, it, it that that <laughs> that is some advice that never changes. Davos <laughs> is like the one person that is never wrong in this, except for the fact that he's following Stannis forever. <laughs>
0: For some reason. Yeah.
1: Like his devotion to Stannis is his one major flaw. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, Davos is just the wisest person in this whole show. He's the only one that's got all his, all his eggs in, this, in the right basket, except for the Stannis one.
0: Stannis egg is rotten. <laughs> yeah. You think? <laughs> Definitely not good. Luckily, that's really all we have to see of them. Hmm. Until next week. Okay, that's fine. So we'll talk about that when we get to five oh nine, five ten. Let's go back to Oh let's go back to Winterfell. Okay. Mm. So is you know, where we ended last week.
1: What's that? is where we la- ended the last episode.
0: Yeah, it is. It or, is our or last recording episode. Yeah, yeah, what appears to be a couple of weeks later. And Sansa is beaten and bruised mm-hmm. visibly noticeably
1: again you properly alluded well the showrunners properly properly alluded to what happened. They didn't have to go as far as they did, and now that just comes around. You see that they alluded to it properly. we didn't they have don't to see even it.
0: allude to it they talk about it yeah. like they they like there is discussion that he's he's abusing her he's and hurting her every that, night as she says. She's, you know, he's. She says to Theon, "You, you, you saw what he did to me." Blah, blah, blah. Theon is basically just her servant, mm-hmm. probably not what he wants to be because it puts her in an awkward position every time they're in the room together. But Ramsay keeps letting it happen mm-hmm. because Ramsey's getting stuff out of this. Basically, Sansa thinks that she's going to be able to appeal to Theon because Theon is weak. Mm. And she thinks she does. She asks for help. Put the candle in the window. Oh, okay. I promise I'll do that. But in fact, who's in the tower? Ramsay's in the tower. This isn't going to end well. (laughs) Guess what? Reek confesses what happened off camera to Ramsay. And so we see Ramsay Who's kind of just smug, and he asks Sansa to come out, meet him out in the court. They have a discussion. For a moment, again, I think, oh, maybe Sansa's really gonna stand up for herself. She reminds him. He is not going to be the rightful heir to the throne. This is not going to go the way he expects it to. And he slams her back down by demonstrating that, in fact, nope, she's not going to get any help. That old lady, she's dead now. Oh, mm-hmm. and Reek is back in chains because he disobeyed. Right. Yeah, this is
1: just the continuing pursuit of Ramsey to control the situation.
0: Yep and reinforcing just what a D-bag he is. Yep.
1: And since by the look on uh, Janie's face, she was just waiting for us to finish past this part so she didn't have to say anything.
0: <laughs> well, there's there's more. There's <clears throat> still more Theon and, uh, and Sansa. Oh, yeah. Uh, another scene with Theon and Sansa where... She's questioning him, you know, why, why are, why did you betray me? Again, he says, I've been broken, blah, blah, blah. But he admits to her that he didn't kill her brothers. Yeah. I forgot that.
1: (laughs) Well in all fairness, we don't see either of them this entire season so <laughs> like they just disappeared the actors just stayed home
0: <laughs> I, yeah that was that was a that was a crazy reveal because I'm like, wait what oh oh yeah
1: yeah but now you have to wonder is this theon breaking or is this uh aiding to Ramsey's control? is this just one more thing for him to to lead her on about like, you know, looking at this from Sansa's point of view, like at some point she's got to wonder who the hell can I trust and who can't I, and can I even trust myself? Cause everyone I around
0: think, her is lying to her at all. The yeah. Time. I think if she were smart, she would use, try to use this to her advantage. She would feed him false information that would potentially work against Ramsey. I don't know if that'll happen or not, but mm. I, I mean, at the end, Seems to be a reek seems to be pretty formulaic in how he approaches things as Reek. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so I, I that's pretty much that. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else to talk about in Winterfell. That's Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um we got some interesting stuff going down with the sparrows.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this part.
0: Uh. <laughs> so I think the first scene where we see the high sparrow again is Lady Terrell. And I had such high hopes because she is as sharp witted as ever, but she doesn't get anywhere with him. He basically just stonewalls her kind of unimpacted by her sharp words. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He's really good at just blowing people off. Uh, it's probably, probably his best strength in this role. Um, you know, not only he, he, he's really good at not letting things appear to phase him, even if they do, but he's always calculating in the back of his mind.
0: I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So the next, Time that we see the sparrows, I believe, then is when Cersei comes to see Marjorie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or perhaps maybe better put to Taunt her. Yeah. Yeah. This this is this is just
1: Cersei being Cersei, though. That's I mean, when when she comes in, you can't expect anything other than this. And even when she has the thinnest of idea that she's sorry for her. You can still see the smugness on her face.
0: Mm -hmm. So I have to assume that these catacombs or cells where they're holding people are obscenely dirty and hot because Marjorie in a matter of, we don't know how long we think maybe days, but we don't know is disheveled almost to the point of like uh, beyond recognition. Yeah. Yeah. She's also not
1: being fed. She's not given water. She's not like she's chained to a wall. So wherever she's doing her business is kind of like right next to her at all times. Like this is, you know, there's no light other than the torches people randomly bring in. And then, um, I believe in this episode is where you see the inquisitor come in and, You know, yell at her to confess before she'll give her any water and things like that. Like, this is not a happy situation in any way, shape or form. This is not your average jail. There's no sense of time or anything.
0: Right. No, definitely not. Um, But it it doesn't take long for Cersei to get her own. (laughs) And in a twist that you foreshadowed last week and I completely missed... She is very quickly dealt a hand that she can't win where uh, what's his name? Lannister. I forget the dude that became a sparrow.
2: Um, Lancel.
0: Lancel. Yep. Lancel has apparently been spilling the beans about what's been happening in house Baratheon Lancer or Lat. Uh, Lannister over the last couple of years, and to include his own personal tryst with the mm. then queen. Hmm, how about that? Well, yeah. but he confessed, so it's okay.
1: Well, it's okay for
0: him, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, but not so much for her.
2: Not so much. So, I do see how the women keep ending up in prison, not anybody else. <laughs> Hmm,
0: interesting. Yeah, okay. So so they basically grab her, she's screaming, I'm the queen! No, you're not. Shut up. You're the queen mother. But anyway, you can't do this. I'm the queen. And it's, they it's, take her. It, isn't and, that what
1: Marjorie said when they arrested Marjorie? Right.
0: Weird. I think it's exactly what she said, because she is the queen. Right. <laughs> yeah, so now we have both of them in these cells and Sure enough within a short period of time Cersei looks just as shitty as Marjorie did and they're probably not, at, importantly they're not in the same cell they're not in the same cell they're
1: not they're not like communicating that we know of there's no nope. no like they're they're in separate wings of this vast catacomb system apparently yep
0: presumably Marjorie knows nothing about this she would love this this would probably give her some energy <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think I think this would be good for her to know. But uh, yeah, I think we see Cersei at at her lowest that we've ever seen her like l- literally at her lowest as she lies on the floor to suck up water that one of the attendants dropped there. Yep. Basically, so that she would have to do that. Right.
1: In the realm of piousness and in pity and in th- th- these are all things you know that the, the 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 elite of Westeros don't understand. And Cersei's never been brought to this level before, and she's been brought there very quickly by people she empowered, which is the the greatest part of this whole thing. If you're not a Cersei fan, is that she empowered the High Sparrow. And she even helped, like, convince the High Sparrow to take, start taking action. And now she's the one down in the dungeon literally licking water, her only sustenance, off the stone floor where she probably just did her business. I, I don't know. I really enjoyed this because I hate Cersei. So yeah,
0: it's it's
1: absolutely
0: horrible, and I kind of loved
1: it. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's well, it's
1: good to see the bad guys suffer just a little bit. We've been so used to it the other way around.
2: It's a good like, for o- the soul.
0: Yeah, I
2: only cheer yes. for
0: her when she's having sparring conversation, not like I cheer for her character. Right, right. right. It's like, it's
1: Cersei soup for the soul. That's what this is. There you go,
0: <laughs> title. So, I think that's pretty much it. She's left there. She talks to—I forget who it was—but someone from uh, someone from the castle comes to see her. Tells her that Tommen isn't accepting any guests. That he's kind of despondent, and she's worried about him. So we have a moment of motherly concern. Too bad sorry i don't care
1: so. yeah um like i feel bad for tommen because he's kind of like the 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 lone innocent in in uh in the castle right now but Not
2: anywhere really <laughs> <laughs> But the other one just died.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Because even Sam is not, uh, you know, he's to push the story along in certain ways too. But um, yeah, it's just I, I, I can't have pity on Tommen for sake of losing some of my joy at seeing Cersei grovel.
0: Well, and there's an example where they did this perfectly, right? Like they set this up so that you only hear about Tommen. You don't. See anything. There is never a scene where you see Tommen all upset about what's going on. Right. So you only see it through Cersei's eyes. And even then, you still kind of don't care because she's suffering. <laughs> right. 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 So uh, I, I, I thought this was very, very well done. All <sighs> right. So where to next, L. Richard? Yeah, we have. Uh, we let's let's talk about Arya because there's really only about three minutes to talk oh, about.
2: Well, wait. First, let's just talk about for thirty seconds. Dorn, Dorn happened. Nobody cares. Okay, on to Arya. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what happened. To exactly. You. Did something uh, happened in Dorn. Bron, Bron, got poisoned and then unpoisoned. Right. Oh,
0: right. Yeah.
2: Nothing really happened. End of story. Okay. That was really downward. stupid. Yeah.
0: To Arya. Yeah very good I, I completely forgot about that it, you, No, you're right it was
1: it was stupid but it does foreshadow things and it foreshadows things in the near future and the far future and now we're out of dorn yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i thought i had actually written something down but it was obviously not significant enough that i cared all right <laughs> So let's talk about Arya. Arya, for some reason, is now dressing up as some character and selling oysters. Mm. And presumably she's doing this so that she can observe the uh, activities of someone that uh, the the dude that she's working with. I can't remember his name. Can never say it right.
2: The faceless man.
0: The faceless man is... Um, calling the gambler
1: Mm -hmm. he's he's a ship insurance salesman so uh, captains will pay him a small tithe of their of their shipping fees or whatever um in the hopes that well if it's insurance so if, if his ship goes down then the money that he's paid to the gambler um will then be paid to his family and hmm. what the faceless man is saying is, well, but if he doesn't pay the families and she's like, well, he then he's a thief. And so he's basically destroying these people's families because they, he's given providing this false sense of security to the captains. And that wasn't really explained very well, but I caught it on my second watching.
0: Yeah, I didn't catch that at all. I just <laughs> I didn't understand the significance of that whole sequence. Well, there you go. Now it makes sense. <laughs>
1: And Thank she, you so much. And she's training to not be Arya is what she's basically doing. She's training to be uh, the eyes and ears of the faceless man and, and the faceless God versus being her own person. Yeah. To contextualize okay. Arya's journey at this point.
0: All right. Um, so uh, let's also have a, a moment where we talk about a two-minute scene where Jamie tries to convince Marcella that she needs to come home. She's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. I love this guy. I'm not leaving here. This is my home. You sent me away. Why do I have to leave? And he's like, no, you have to. It's more important. Blah, blah, blah. That's pretty much the end of that scene. But oh, by the way, Jamie looks hotter than ever. Just, I have to put that out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. See, I don't remember. This is the conversation where Marcella tells Jamie what she knows. Or if that happens next episode, but... Well,
0: if what she knows is a bombshell, I don't think so, because okay. nothing came across as a bombshell to me.
1: Yeah, she reveals some information next episode, so we'll get to that next time. So it's not important this time,
0: and out of Dorne. Okay, out yeah. Of Dorne. <laughs> yeah, so we're done with that. Uh, Lord Baelish and Lady Tyrell talk. I really didn't care. Uh,
2: yeah, it was set up to... It was set up to what we saw happen. So it was basically, like, set up to... To Cersei getting in the clinker, I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, Can we so, get to
2: Marine? Because this is one of the few Marine we, scenes I love. Let's <laughs> go to Marine.
0: We yay. We, we first go to Marine by uh, by Jorah and Tyrion being bought at auction and mm. taken to uh, c- compete
2: in what would you what, would, what are they called the small games? Uh, like they're like the junior varsity trials or something.
0: It's like, you know, we have the the big game where we have people play in the big arena and kill each other, and then we have like a we have like these, you know, these local things where we kill each other to practice for that. Right. And the best killers then all get to go and kill in the big game.
2: Like the kill Olympics.
1: It's yeah, it's it's or the, the, uh... the
0: the kill Super Bowl.
1: Exactly, it's the kill playoffs. It's the <laughs> The gladiator playoffs.
0: Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're on their way to go fight. And meanwhile, Danny's in bed with Dario again, and they're having this strange strategy talk. Like Dorian coitus. And, (laughs) and, 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 you know, why not? Right? Hey, hey, I, I make
1: all of my best thoughts on the poopers. Nope. Maybe they make nope. all their best thoughts <laughs> nope. in bed. I've
2: already been on a podcast today where I had to endure a discussion of Emperor Palpatine's junk. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it down.
0: <laughs> so he's saying, you know, you should kill all these people to establish yourself. You don't have to marry. who you know someone from a high family you can just marry me she's like no I can't do that and he's saying no you can you're the queen and she's like yeah I'm the queen I have to do what's right not just what I want to right but you're the queen you can do what you want so he clearly doesn't get it but and that's pretty much the end of that scene did I miss anything in that
2: no we're sort of into hard home at this point like we're up to that episode um because it Marine continues with my favorite scene. So Daenerys Oh no, yeah, we still have more to go.
0: This is <gasps> really one of the last <laughs> things. Really, Daenerys witnesses one of the lower games mm-hmm. because it's tradition for the queen or the ruler to go and observe as they're in the playoffs. Yeah. And Jorah realizes that she's out there. He's not out there fighting, but he runs out and joins the people fighting. Mm -hmm. He beats them all and then presents himself to Daenerys, who's very unhappy to see him. But she has a gift for Daenerys. Tyrion is his gift.
2: Which leads to my absolute favorite scene of all time, which is in Hardhome, and it's just delightful, and it makes me so happy. This begins the wonderful chain of events that is conversations between Tyrion, Daenerys, um, oh my god, why can't Varys, and to a lesser extent, others. (laughs)
0: Yes. So when you say in hard home, I think what you mean is in the episode episode, called called Hard Home. home Because this doesn't happen in Hard Home. This (sighs) happens in Marine. But yes, we have we have this great, great conversation. First of all, Daenerys receives them and Tyrion more or less talks his way into her service. And then she casts Jorah away. Again. Again. That's exactly what I had in my notes. <laughs> Throw away, period. And where's Again, he go? Period. Yeah, and where's he go? He goes back to the guy that sold the guy that bought him. Back to the fighting pits. <laughs> right. I don't get that. I don't understand what the purpose of that is. Is he gonna prove himself to her? Is he is he somehow convincing himself that he is going to prove himself to
2: her? No, he's got grayscale. He's gonna die. Yeah.
0: So he doesn't care?
2: Yeah, basically.
0: All right. But all right. Whatever.
2: We, we didn't skip the best conversation ever we of all time, didn't did we? We didn't skip it. We're not okay. there yet.
0: Now, <laughs> phew, now we have two great conversationalists, Danny and Tyrion, yeah. sitting down and having some wine.
2: Yeah. And, and Tyrion's them, basically. Yeah. Go, sorry. You go ahead. You go ahead. You go. I'm just no,
0: so I'm excited just say Tyrion's basically just you know, trying to prove that he can help her. He and so to stay that, alive. Yeah, so that she won't kill him. So you desperately want to talk about this, and you've been so do, quiet, do, so please jump in.
2: I love this scene, and here's why I love it. It's because it's a conversation between two people who don't want to fuck each other, uh, maybe at the moment. I can't speak for Tyrion in general, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> It's not a sexual conversation. It's not a, it's just a conversation about power and, and, and strategy. And it's like a duel. It's like a duel. And like, uh, Danny finally found someone that will advise her at a grown up level. Because if you think about it, everybody that's to this point, Jora has been like weirdly, creepily, sexually paternalistic. Right. right. Uh, didn't sell me very noble, but is not having like these deep strategy. No, no one can match wits with her. her also, not brother, there anymore. Yeah, also not there. Her brother's a sociopath. I don't think she fully uh, has seen Varus yet, because uh, he hasn't shown up, and so she doesn't have someone. And Dario just wants to get in her pants, so whatever. Right, and and, finally... and wants
0: her to prove herself by being, right. uh, you know, tough. Right. Yeah. Marry
2: me. Do this. And here's Tyrion who's just being honest. And I I just every conversation that they have, the look on Danny's face is like, I don't quite understand you, but you're very smart. You know, (laughs) and I just I've been waiting so long for these scenes. Like they're like like little diamonds every time they happen. Uh,
1: And and the thing the thing that I really like here is everybody wants something from Danny. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to get in her pants or everybody wants to or her dress or whatever. Everybody wants her dragons, everybody wants her name. Everybody wants something. Tyrion just wants wine.
0: He like, wants wine and he wants to stay alive. Yeah,
1: yeah, he wants the ability to drink more wine. Like that's that's his only payment right now. Just let me keep drinking wine and we're fine. That's I'll tell you any I'll help you with anything that you need. Just let me keep drinking wine. Like
2: <laughs> so mm-hmm. basic. <laughs> and I just love and then Tyrion does something that nobody ever does in Game of Thrones, which is he vouches for Varys. Mm. So, like, right. I forget when Varys shows up. I, I lost that in the timeline, but he doesn't. Daenerys, not sure what to make of him. And Tyrion basically is like, he's probably why you weren't killed years ago.
0: And he says, you know, he trusts him more than anyone besides his brother. Who, by the way, he probably shouldn't trust right now because his brother's kind of pissed. But, yeah. I, I mean, what, what I loved about this conversation is that this is a very different conversation for Tyrion. Tyrion's conversations have typically been uh, kind of wars of the wit. Combative. Right, right. And this is an opportunity where he gets to show his intelligence Mm -hmm. Show his understanding of the people and like whatever his motives are just to stay alive, genuinely help Daenerys achieve what she wants, which is to rule. Now, Mm. he does cut her down a little bit.
2: Which is great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He he actually give what he gives her which is so invaluable that I don't even think Barrison Selmy gave her is actionable specific relatively up to date information about the reality of life in Westeros.
1: Westeros. Yeah.
2: And it's so great because he's like the Starks are out of action, the Targaryens are out of action, like the Lannisters and the and Baratheon will never support you and Tyrell Tyrell's like can. the
0: the, they don't. The, they can't really.
2: They're not enough. They're 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 with Cersei, or they're at least married into the Lannister family. And then she's like, "No, no, I will." You know, they are just spokes on the wheel, and the common people will support me. And Tyrion's like, "The common people just want to eat. They don't care about you." <laughs> and then you know, he said, "Others have dreamed of stopping the wheel," and that's where we get Daenerys saying, "I'm going to break the wheel." And I was like, oh, "Okay." Yeah,
1: the, the interesting part, if you'd gone back to the beginning of last episode or of, of our last episode, so uh, season five, episode five and six, you could have started the show right there because now all the action, all the real story is going to start happening. Everything yeah. up until that point was just leading you into it. But now you've got you're four and four and a half seasons in and you've got this rich backstory of uh, for the land of Westeros and Essos and everything. But you've also got this rich backstory, this experience that you've seen these characters grow through, through four and a half seasons. And the conversation with Danny that Tyrion has would have been good if you didn't have that backstory. But because you know Tyrion is growing up and, and, and he's becoming this, this new Tyrion, and Danny has already been through all these trials and tribulations, the story that they have together can really be just magical where it would have yeah. been functional before but now you have you're engrossed in it you you you're living it you're with them you understand where they're coming from their intentions and what they want out of the situation and that's what makes their conversation here so magical and what really makes the rest of this of the show so far up until the end of the 7th season so magical because you do have all this rich history that you just haven't heard about or that they haven't alluded to but you've seen with the exception of a couple rape scenes,
2: yeah. So anyway, this is really exciting, and everything heretofore, further that involves Daenerys is awesome. And god damn, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> and it just—it just tells you why why uh, Peter Dinklage keeps winning Emmys for this role, because every Emmy voter knows that no scene without him could not be better with him.
0: Right. No scene about him. Not being nicely put.
2: She, yeah, she, she's Take been.
0: That.
1: She's been reading her Tyrion
0: logs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you. All right. So, a- anything else about Danny and Tyrion or anything? I think those were actually, if I recall, the last words of that scene. I'm going yeah. to break the wheel.
2: Yeah, and the promo and the everything like that's a big line.
0: Yep. All right.
2: Everything else, hard home, hard
0: home. Everything else is about hard home and John and Tormund. So, we started the episode called "The Gift" with them leaving to go north of the Wall. That's obviously very controversial. Half the crew thinks they shouldn't do it. The other half is, you know, kind of like okay, or and we're going with you. But I, I think is half is really,
1: really a conservative estimation. Like there's, there are few that agree with John. That's a this.
0: good point. That's a good point. Uh, there's, there's, there are not that many people who do. go Maybe about a dozen people at the most. There,
1: and, yeah, there are some, some some people that go with him that don't feel he's doing the right thing. Like what's his name that we can never remember the name of he says i'll follow you anywhere but i don't i don't like this he goes with john on this trip and still doesn't approve of the trip like that's how that's how like small john's support is for this nobody likes it
0: and that's why sam and gilly are kind of in such a bad situation because they're the only two good people left basically right in castle black sam little sam and gilly What's that?
1: Sam, little Sam, and Gilly.
0: Little Sam, little Sam, little Sam. Okay, so Sam. Speaking of Sam, gives John his bag of dragon glass. And we're like, oh man, it's a good thing he did that because he'd be lost without that. I'm (laughs) really glad he has that with him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: So now that's that's exactly what John was thinking when he got it. He's like, what the hell am I going to do with this? Okay, thanks for the rocks. (laughs)
0: because <laughs> even john know. at this point says it's important yeah you know, he, i'll take
1: it even john at this point doesn't really understand what sam's talking about like mm, yeah rocks okay shiny rocks thanks bud thanks
0: he oh, said he killed one with us I'm, so, I'm, I'm, right. only,
1: I'm only taking it with me because i can't put it down in my chambers before i leave and you're seeing right here <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs> all right so uh the next time we see them they are basically. Uh, I, I was going to say sailing up to, but rowing up to a wildling village, a, a seaside wildling village. I don't know the name of this place. Hard
2: home. Know. It's called Hard oh, home.
0: Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, I do know the name of this thing.
2: I cannot believe. Hard home. I knew
0: that. I totally knew that because I mentioned most on the earlier, name. I love right? it. It is weird. It is weird, and. You know, not surprisingly, they are not Mm. well-received. Like, what the hell are you doing here? Um, We don't trust your kind. And Torment is determined to talk to the elders.
2: So much so. He's determined. So much (laughs) determined.
0: Oh, that was terrible. So determined that
2: that he beats a fen to death.
0: Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He kills him kills him. so they do get an audience with the elders and John tries to appeal to them and some agree well, some well he, they get an that,
1: audience with the elders by by way of torment killing uh, boneface or Skullface right? or whatever the one that had harassed John so much when John got, got initially captured um, with uh, with uh, uh, the, yeah. the half hand dude
2: or in half hand yeah. So, so, we've seen
0: some of these people before, but because they're just so many damn people and because the wildlings look so damn weird, I really can't keep track of who's who. Yeah. And I just assumed that he was some random guy in charge that Torment killed. As a result, they got an audience. John appeals to them or tries to. Some decide to join, but this big dude, Thens, says, No, 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 we're not, I'm not doing that. And a bunch of people walk. Away with him, and they're they're not going to join, so those who said they're joining next scene are starting to get in boats, mm-hmm. and John and Torman are helping load up boats of these wildlings to get them out to their ships and get them away from here. oh, um, but there's some weird going on. There's like this storm happening or something. Right. And it turns out uh, after they all are like, ah, close the gates! And they close some people outside the gates, which is bad. And they close a bunch of them inside the gates, which is less bad. And it turns out it's White Walkers and are they all White Walkers? Because there's some skeleton dudes here too.
2: Oh yeah, those are like the infantry. They're like mm. the the low lowest level boss like lowest level video game guys. It's just skeletons.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, are they considered <laughs> White Walkers? Yeah, uh, if it, the term White Walker,
1: yes, because as as they understand it, until Hardhome, as they understand it, there's just the undead coming to attack them. Yeah. So there's no differentiation. Some of them have-
2: meat and some of them are just bones. Yeah, And they are there
0: in force. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we probably see more of these White Walkers and here's where the CG budget went because this was damned impressive. Mm -hmm. They had tons of people in heavily choreographed scenes. This went on. This was like half an episode. Yep. Yeah.
1: It was like 28 minutes worth of the episode was in a hard home. And the battle itself takes almost 14. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. This
2: is one of the greatest PS. This is one of the three greatest battles of game of thrones so far.
1: Yeah. And, and here's the the part that really got me that I did notice the first time. So Richard, I'm, I'm eager to hear if you heard it, but as they're as the gates are shut and you hear the people screaming out and, you know, beyond the wall or the, uh, the, the, yeah, I guess that's a wall. Um, you hear people dying and screaming and you don't know exactly what's happening and then all of a sudden everything gets quiet. Right. But that quiet lasted for ever the second time I was watching it. And I think the mm-hmm. first time I didn't really realize it because I was so anxious about what was going on. But the second time watching it, that it's probably only like a 5 or 8 second silence, but it seemed to take forever. And it's just it's cinema cinematography at its finest. It's just beautiful. The timing, the dramatic timing on the scene is amazing.
0: Yeah, it was very well done. And even though you probably knew what it was, the suspension that they built, suspension, the suspense (laughs) that they built, as it it was quiet, you were wondering what happened. Everybody must have gotten killed. But what's going on? It's probably White Walkers. Are they going to come in here? What's going on? Then you hear some banging. And the next thing you know... They are bashing their way through that wall and and they're scary fast. Yeah. Yeah. They're not encumbered
1: with, uh, with, with fatigue.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: And, and so, you know, there's just so much going on in the scene. I, I loved everything about this. I I loved the effects that didn't look like effects. Mm. I loved that. Everyone was in harm's way. I was even worried about the giant, who, by the way, was an awesome fighter. 1 yeah. 1.
2: <laughs> His name is 1 1. 1 1 W N W U N W U N 1 1. Yep. All
0: right. Well, 1 1 is a damn good White Walker fighter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, yeah and uh, right now his his it's not just a name he is the only remaining giant so
2: he's the last giant yeah, his, his his
1: brother they were the last two and his brother
0: is the one that died attacking oh, yeah. yeah yeah so well, they were um, doing something mean
2: <laughs> also can i talk about the wonderful economics of how to make an amazing character in one episode and then kill her uh, the character, yes. I think her name is Carcy. Yes. Where well, you just immediately loved her, you yep. immediately thought she was awesome, and then by the end of the episode, oh my god, as you're really she, sad that she's gone. Yeah. yeah, but
0: as soon as she put her daughter in the boat, you yep. knew she wasn't going to survive.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, but it, it didn't take away from the fact that you were still hopeful that she would. Like, there's, like, there, there has to be a chance, right? This is. This is a strong woman in this storyline. She can fight. She's she's a caring mother.
0: And oh, no, no, that's that's. And that's her downfall. Mm -hmm. Because she's fighting like crazy. She's doing so well. Like, so everybody kind of has their scene where they're up against their uh, their biggest part of this fight. And with her, she fights all these White Walkers off. And then she sees just this bunch of kid white walkers mm-hmm. and she she 's frozen, yeah, she just freezes and she braces she she can 't bring herself to fight them, she just freezes, and they attack her, yep
1: um, this is also the scene where we get a definitive answer on just how effective certain weapons are against mm-hmm. the white walkers because you do. So even amongst the ghouls versus White Walkers, so the White Walkers would be the ones with the glowing blue eyes. They're like the the HDICs, right? They're the they're they're the head honchos, uh, HDIC head dick in charge. Um, and uh, okay. you get one of them that comes in and tries to attack John, and yeah. it's an amazing fight. And John tries to pick up another sword and use it, and it shatters. And, and He's he, trying
0: to get the the dragon glass because that'll save him.
1: Yeah, that's that's actually why he went back in there was to get the dragon glass, and now, um, he ends up picking up his sword and using that, and oh, hey, that was effective mm-hmm. because that guy is no longer there, and now John is running back to the boats.
0: And that was like PS. video game effective.
2: Yeah, but yeah. just PS that that sword. Is the sword that they took back from Jorah, right? Right. That should have been Jorah's sword, but Maester. No, uh, sorry. Um, what's Jamie. his name? Nope. No. Was that uh, Jamie's sword? No no. no, no, no. Don't confuse issues. It's a, uh, uh, Gior Mormont's sword that the former Lord Commander gave it to John. Right. That's important.
1: And then mm, John okay. had, John had the bear refashioned into a wolf. Where yeah, where it was refashioned into a wolf before it was given to John. Yeah. So yeah. And uh yeah, that was uh, when he finally gets his sword and uses it, it. It's highly effective and they go on about their day.
0: And it's really the only sword that that it was in that entire battle that had that sort of effect. It it disintegrated the dude in midair. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, an awesome video game like effect. I just I love that. So he was one of the. Lead guys that I I wanted to call generals, but I don't think that they were necessarily generals. But that was the other thing that you noticed is that while all of these things are attacking, there are five, six of these dudes in armor Mm -hmm. looking down from the mountains above at what's going on. Say one of them was the Night King. Yeah, glad this you... was an
2: important. This was an important battle that John halfway thwarted.
1: Yeah, and this is um also when the series came out, everyone thought the Night King was the one that came and got uh, the baby from Craster's Keep. They mm-hmm. thought the Night King, you know, because it had been visualized a few different ways. and Everything else, everybody thought that was the Night King. So this episode was when you are actually revealed who what the Night King actually looks like. And he stays that same the same visage the entire rest of the series as far as I know, um, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of pinpoints him as a special person because he doesn't look like the other blue eyed uh, walkers.
0: Hmm. This is true. Now, there's one other scene that I absolutely have to talk about because again, from a production, a staging a cinematography perspective. And just from a story perspective, I think it was just effing awesome. We have this world war Z like scene Mm -hmm. where zombies, hordes of zombies are throwing themselves off the cliffs in just like this incredible mass and all falling not to their deaths because they're already dead, into this big pile. And then they get up and fight. Mm-hmm. It is so freaking awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's th- this whole, the whole, all of Hard Home, this whole scene is just amazing. And uh, uh, if you were waiting for action because there's too much talk, too much blah, 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 this was your is. episode. <laughs> um, yeah. will not you take us to the end of the scene, though, Richard? Because uh, yeah. it doesn't end like a normal scene does either.
0: So we have this uh, what was a little bit of a frustrating end for me because I kind of assumed some of what was going to happen. So the Night King is there and he's watching as Jon and Tormund and a couple others do get in a boat and they're floating away. And here's part of my frustration. They're floating. Why aren't they rowing with every ounce of energy that they have? They're just slowly floating away. And this dramatic effect as the Night King's looking out after them. Like, get the hell out of there. But the Night King raises his arms. And as he does that, he basically raises all of the people that had just been attacked who are now part of his army. Yes. And if you pay attention, even the,
1: the, 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 the wraiths that had been slain are re-raised. Oh, okay. It's like a double down. So your dead are now mine. My dead are now mine again. What's up?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So here's my question. Cause powerful scene, really cool. Even Carsi, who we loved, she's now one of them. Are they like afraid of water or something? Like why? Why don't they follow?
1: Right, and this is this is one of the mysteries that has not been answered. Because if they could, if they could go in the water, why didn't they just swim around the wall a long time ago? Mm. So there's okay. something to do with the water where they they it ha- can't. It trans- must pass. have
0: to do with the water then. Yeah. yeah. 'Cause I thought that was crazy and that might explain why they weren't rowing faster. Maybe they knew that they were safe because they were in the water. But I um that man, that was that was insane. That was such a good sequence. Holy crap. What a great, great episode. Yeah. yeah. It's it's worth watching again, in fact.
2: And the guy who PS directed, I, I believe I'm right, this is a Miguel Sapodic episode, right? He's the one I who did so. Hard Home. I have to go back, but I'm pretty sure he's the guy who henceforth does all the battle scenes. Oh, cool. But let me double check that because dang, it was so good. Um Yeah, now the 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 way they had it the season before with um the battle of uh Yeah, he did it. It was him, hard home. Uh he also like they've set up this like huge battle expectation and so far so ever since the water battle at King's Landing they have lived up to it.
0: Yeah. Very very well done. I I was I was very impressed. I loved it. I want to see more like that. Like this was just energy from start to finish.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, Amen.
1: And uh, Jenny, you were talking about the the conversation between Danny and Tyrion, and I just want to. There, there's the first of the memorable quotes on the on the wiki page. Danny, how do I know who you are, who you say you are? And Tyrion says, "If only I were otherwise." Danny mm-hmm. says, "If you were a Tyrion Lannister, why shouldn't I kill you to pay your family back for what I did to, for what it did to mine?" Tyrion. You want revenge against the Lannisters? I killed my mother, Joanna Lannister, on the day I was born. I killed my father, Tywin Lannister, with a bolt of the heart. I am the greatest Lannister killer of our time.
2: It's <laughs> so, so good. So it's like, There's so much good back and forth. Like, if yeah. I could just cut, I would like a super cut of all of Tyrion and Danny and Varys' scenes together because they are the smartest people in the room.
1: Yeah. And then uh, Danny says, So I should welcome you into my service because you murdered members of your own family? And Tyrion says, into your service, your grace. We've only just met. It is too soon to know if you deserve my service. <laughs>
2: yeah. I love
1: that. So good. Just all Very of it is so good.
2: good.
0: All right. Um, so what are we looking forward to next time, Richard? Yeah, we have two episodes. 509, The Dance of Dragons. Oh, I hope we get to see dragons. That would be awesome. And mm-hmm. 510 mother's mercy mm. and um hmm, here's a mother uh let's see uh cersei's a mother i wonder if mm-hmm. it has anything to do with cersei so uh, that would be interesting to see i am really looking forward to those and i've come to expect big bold brash season finales so yep. uh, yeah i'm hoping this one lives up now oh, oh it does
1: I can I, no, I can promise you will you will not believe what you're watching you'll not believe this at the end of the episode you will not know how to handle the situation when you get to the end of season 5 the very last scene it will literally hurt your heart with the gravity of the situation wow okay Okay. um and jenny i believe this is this is the last time so in episode uh 509 is the last time we have one of these heart-wrenching scenes where it's just like why are are we why do we have to watch this
2: yeah i hope so
1: i think it is and then i don't think there's anything like that afterwards i think they finally learned their lesson after this this season
0: (sighs) Uh, okay That's good to hear So we will be back to talk about that next But in the meantime, if people can't get enough of us talking Or get enough of what's in our heads How can people reach out to us? Anthony Uh, If they want to give us feedback on the show They can email us
1: Letstalkaboutthrones at gmail.com
0: If they want to hear more about what's in your head
1: They can travel over to Twitter And follow me at Ethan Kane E-T-H-A-N-C-A-I-N-E
0: and Jenny?
2: You can write me a real letter and email and, and mail it to... No, I'm just No, kidding. you don't want that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter, J-E-N-N-I-E-J-23.
0: And I, too, am on Twitter as Richard Gunther. That's just my name. Pretty easy to remember. I think I'm the only one here that has <laughs> just my name. I'm very happy about that. And that's going to be it for this episode. So we look forward to talking... Thrones again. Until then, see you. Bye.